right. We're here, we're here, we're here. We're Hello. Back in the building. This is the Black Streak Entertainment Podcast, where anime and black culture collide. Yep. And I believe that this year is the year of the dragon. It is. 24. Right, that's why that's why I assume. Uh, <laughs> you, you were born on the year of the dragon. Yeah, I was born on the year of the dragon. Eighty-eight. I don't know what that means. I'm sure there's some kind of you know, you know, like how uh, zodiac signs have something to do with your personality. Yeah. Supposedly, I don't believe in that, but, um, but I'm sure there's something uh, that the dragon has. I'm not sure. I think it has something to do with vitality. Yep, the uh, 2024 is a year of the dragon. So, what does that mean? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it changes depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> the year of the dragon is associated with the earthly branch symbol pronounced chin. It has been proposed by one academic researcher that the earthly branch character may have been associated with scorpions. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Not really. No. But, since we're on the subject of China, remember that that one time we went to China? This was before COVID. Like a year before COVID. We went to China in 2018. And remember um, when we went to the, the mall? Oh, yeah. The one time we went to one of the malls there. Yeah, they had many malls there. Yeah, they have malls everywhere. And these malls look like stadiums. Like, they literally look like football stadiums. Yeah. and They're, they're, like, sh- they're shaped like football stadiums, a cylindrical shape and everything. And there's nobody in them. It's weird. Yeah. Tons <laughs> of stores and tons of pirated merchandise. And people just stand, like the workers just standing around on their <laughs> cell phones. It's there's, like. There's nobody in them. I th- they're pro- well, I, I, I don't want to say that they're government run, but. Some of them probably are, like, um, j- j- they just need, like, to get people working, so they just kind of just put yeah. them in a mall, and then they, they're, they're, they're standing there, they're doing, they're doing something, they're standing around, but, yeah. uh, like, at one point in the mall, you could see, like, in the, in the floor below us, there was, like, a, people, there was, like, police people with, uh, like, riot shields and, yeah, and they and they were going somewhere. I don't know where they were going because it didn't seem like anything was happening. Yeah, maybe then, someone fell asleep at the job. I don't know. And then you you saw like one of the I'm assuming he was a security guy. He had a suit on. He had a black suit on, and he was escorting some other dude somewhere. Remember that? Yeah, there was like a customer or, or somebody. He was a, he he had him apprehended. <laughs> he was walking with them. Yeah. And they disappeared somewhere. We didn't see where they went. Yeah, it's weird. It was very weird. Oh, I'm Justin Ramey, by the way. Oh, and I'm Terry Ramey. That that might be important. <laughs> but I did buy a uh, red jacket there at that mall. And it had English on it that made no sense. And I loved it. <laughs> what did it say on it again? I forgot what it said. It said, I, I impose myself. No, that was someone else's shirt. Someone, oh. someone's shirt in China said, "I insist on myself." <laughs> He's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. But uh, I got a red oh, jacket. Oh, your jacket! And I forgot what some, it said. Something about delivery. I don't know. I for, I completely forgot. I don't feel like pulling it out. But that 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 jacket had bad English on it. <laughs> but yeah, that that, that was the time in uh, 
in China before the the person ate a bat apparently. When you know the world became what it is today, <laughs> and before they started sealing Chinese people up in their houses, well they 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 uh, they spot weld their doors shut. Yeah, that was terrible. That was oof. Yeah, Ooh, they they had zero tolerance policy, and that and that didn't go very well. You know, you you can go to China for uh, four hundred dollars. Yeah, no all, all expenses. Yeah, but no thanks. <laughs> and if you go, be no, prepared no, to not. You go, but yeah, you may not come back. Yeah, Hotel California kind of <laughs> deal. So uh, we have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about um, some anime, and we're going to talk about Netflix's. Yu Yu Hakusho, the live action version, and what we thought about it. So uh, sit tight. And speaking of dragons and China, I saw a video which our listeners maybe have seen. It was on uh, Billy Billy. It's like it's like a uh, it's like a Chinese YouTube just to put it in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, like a a dance like a New Year's dance stage show of Dragon Ball. I guess because oh, okay. you're the dragon. And it was pretty cool. So I'm going to show you that in uh, mm-hmm. during our break. We're about to go on break here. And then we can talk about it a little, we can talk about it a little bit once we come back. Okay. And um, if you want to make anime with us, if you want to produce anime content with us, make sure you go to blackstreakentertainment.com slash clans. You'll be able to put your creative muscle to the test, and show the world what you're made of. For anyone who's ever wanted to create anime, do it with us. Yes. All right, so we'll be back in a minute. And we are back. Terry Ramey and Justin Ramey here with the Black Streak Entertainment Podcast. Just in case you forgot yes. where you're at. We just came back from watching the video we just I just previously mentioned about the Dragon Ball stage performance on Billy Billy. Uh, so my first thoughts about it was it reminded me. Have anybody ever seen America's Got Talent? And there's like a <laughs> dance. There's some kind of dance routine. It reminded me of that. I liked it though. I liked it. Yeah. First of all, I've never heard of Billy Billy. I don't know. They don't have YouTube in China. I don't know. I cannot say for fact that they do. Uh, I I I I just heard about Billy Billy today because of this. Um, because because of that performance, uh, I I believe it's some kind of. It was like it started out as some kind of like uh video service for not service but like like a YouTube a video media uh site where you could go to to watch anime, comics and games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then it just kind of ballooned into uh, like a YouTube alternative for Chinese people. Oh, okay. Where people like, you know, do do their own videos and stuff like that. So I know when we went to China, I was still able to access Google and YouTube and all that on my phone. But I'm, I guess that's not that's because we weren't on their network. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, it did remind you of America's Got Talent, like some <laughs> off of there. My only complaint was at the end, the dude should have sang Sha La. <laughs> That's my favorite anime opening. That's the best anime opening ever. Yeah, this man comes out. He's probably some kind of singer, I guess, uh, from China. And he sung um, the first Dragon Ball theme song. Yeah. And uh, 
it, 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 it like uh, this, it goes through like different story arcs of uh, Dragon Ball. They, they, they skipped a lot, but of course, it's like it was like 12, 15 minutes long. And it always is. A, it always amazes me whenever someone does a good dance routine because I can't fathom how you how you can remember all those dance moves. Yeah, so, or how you can remember your spots on stage. For yeah, the, um, all the screen effects they were doing. Yeah. So if you get a chance, I'd check that out. Uh, someone uploaded it on YouTube, but um, otherwise you're gonna have to search Billy Billy for it. I had no clue how. So good luck. Now. So, the anime that we're going to talk about this week is Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water. If anybody ever seen that, that's a pretty old anime. It came out in the 90s. Um, it I, it recently uh, like celebrated its 30th anniversary, because I got some figures from there, and it had like you know 30th anniversary stamp on it. But if you'd never heard it before, you've probably seen it somewhere where there's a character that has like short purple hair and she has like dark skin. You may have seen that. Or if you've seen or if you've seen the Atlantis movie that Disney made. It it it, 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 it ripped this it ripped this uh, whole story off. But um but I let's just uh say say right now I really like this anime. I really liked it. I I, I first saw it like three years ago. I saw it on Crunchyroll, and I was like, "Yeah, I missed, I missed this, I missed this anime my entire life." I'm like, "I really like it. It does have its issues. It doesn't make any sense most of the time." And uh, Nadia, the main character, she is, uh, she's dumb. She's a dumb character, <laughs> but uh, but the, I like this whole story arc. And the interesting thing about it is, um, this this this. The, the, this they the uh, Nadia the Secret of Blue Water it was made by uh, it was created by uh, let me see if like it's oh Hideki Hideki Anno Hideki Anno uh, if you remember him he's the guy who created like the Evangelion stuff oh okay so so it's uh, so Hideki uh, Hideki Anno sorry and uh, Hayao Miyazaki, Hayao Miyazaki. Oh, co-created, co-created really? this yes so oh, so that's cool. why it was so I, like i watched it and i didn't know who created it but but why after i watched it, i seen who, who who was involved in it and i'm like oh that's why it was so freaking good because yeah. ayami Ozaki of people of if people don't know the uh the the lead of of uh studio ghibli uh cheeky's livery service my neighbor told thrill stuff like that uh he was involved with this and um and then once like I realized who like the Evangelion guy was create created this. I got it because it has a, like the whole story is like biblical biblical um, mythology and stuff like that. Oh, okay. There's like Noah's Ark and there's uh, Tower of Babel and stuff like that involved in the story. Oh, okay. So uh, I really like I really like when they mix in um, Bible stuff with with, with stories. It just it, I like it. It's pretty cool. Um, Overall, the story is very good. The characters are awesome. Um, I do recommend it. Uh, G Kids, which I mentioned before, G Kids uh, published the Studio Ghibli movies. Now, yeah. I, on, on previous episode, I said Four Kids, which was incorrect. Four Kids, I don't know. Yeah, Four Kids are, are the <laughs> localization team that just butchers shows for for uh, American consumption. 
But I don't even know if they're still around anymore. I don't think so. But it wasn't for kids, it's G-Kids. But recently, G-Kids uh, came out with a Blu-ray of Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water. And uh, if you're into like good anime, I recommend getting it. Uh, there, There is a part in the middle of the, of the show that... Because the show is 39 episodes. I think the show is 39 episodes long. And they kind of, you could tell that they kind of dragged it out because this, this, this was before like anime just was just like 12 episodes. Like nowadays are just 12 episodes and they can move on yeah. to the next thing. But they, but I guess this was popular enough that they just stretched it out. And in the middle of it, there were these really dumb episodes. There were bad episodes and they were badly produced. They <laughs> looked terrible. It's so funny. I got to show you, show you them sometime. They look so bad. I think they were, uh. They were created by an overseas company in in uh, in Korea, so so it the character models didn't match, the animation didn't match. It was bad, uh, but um, there's also a Sega Genesis. There's plenty of games. I think there's a sequel to this too. I haven't watched a sequel to Nadia, but there there's a Sega Genesis game that I played, and it's pretty much just a retelling of the story. And it's not like you don't do anything. You just run around and click on things and and uh, and talk and it just right. just fetch quests and like I gotta go over here I gotta go over here, uh. But I don't I don't recommend playing that game. It's 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 a retelling of the story, but there's no point just watching the story. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Th- this this story follows a French boy named uh, Jean, and uh, he's cool. He's a cool character, and and uh, and Nadia. She's like um. She's a mysterious girl. She doesn't know where she came from and all that. And she has a necklace that 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 these pirates want, that these bad guys want. Um, these bad guys, these bad guys uh, create one of the bad guys create like a tower of Babel, which is like a, a nu- pretty much a nuclear missile, and he's like destroying he's destroying every like people around them to get power. Mm-hmm. Then there's like a then there's like a submarine plot where where they join this captain Captain Nemo. And they, it's it, it's like a submarine story too. Then there's uh then then you find out uh, what Nadia's story is. She's Atlantean. I'm just shaking so, my head. <laughs> Disney just ripped this off. They did. They Disney just ripped this off, and they just say no. They they claim they didn't, but I'm sure that even if they didn't, the guy who did the story or wrote the script for Atlant- Disney's Atlantis for whatever reason. I'm sure he saw this because this was out way before Atlantis showed up. Uh, the Disney's Atlantis showed up, and he was, it was probably residual in his head. Ninety three, ninety four, or something like 93. that. Okay, and movies, Disney movies take like seven years. Actually, ninety one. Ninety one. So, yeah, Atlantis came out ten years later. So, yeah, this dude saw it. Yeah, because Disney movies they start production seven years before they come out. So that means Atlanta started production right after Lion King came out in '94. Yeah. So yeah, he saw this. Yeah, he Man, saw he this. this off. He either ripped it off or it was residual in his head, and, and he's like, and it's just like you know, in the back of his mind. 1990, it says that this came, this came out. Oh yeah, he saw it. So uh, so yeah, uh, there, there's plenty of different. There's plenty of beats in here that are just ripped off from. Uh, that that Atlantis ripped off, you know, the submarine plot, the 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 main character being a, a guy with glasses. Um 
the the Atlanteans being dark skinned people, and they have a blue crystal that makes things happen. It's the it's too, too many similarities. Too many similarities. All all he did was just take the take the Bible stuff out. So uh, so I don't want to spoil this for anybody because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool twists and turns in here. But I recommend it for people who like old anime and uh, for people who like adventure anime. It doesn't. Like like I said before, it doesn't make any sense if you think about it, the timeline. But a lot of things that this guy makes doesn't make any sense. Um, so, uh, what the the uh, the Evangelion guy? Oh, okay. He usually just makes stories that he wants, and it doesn't make any sense. So you mean you can't place it in in any time period? Uh, you can. You no, it's it's because it's because it, it the time frame of. When the Atlanteans existed, and and who's related to who, the oh. ages don't mat- match up. Oh, so the timeline of the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's our anime for this week. I bought the Blu-ray set after watching it on on Crunchyroll. I got some figures of it, and uh, it's it's one of my top faves. Okay, cool. I know. Um... Speaking of Disney ripping off anime, Timber the White Lion too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lion King was clearly a rip off of that, and they claimed that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Kimba the White Lion was a rip off. They say they they say their excuse for uh, Lion King is oh it's just based off of Hamlet, but the problem is they had characters in Kimba that were like look exactly the same in uh, it's the Lion same King story. Yeah. So it's like that doesn't that doesn't add up. The same exact story. You, even even the the whole Pride Rock scene that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't Kimba the White Lion. Yeah. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna rip off anime because you think nobody knows about it, yeah. Don't pick ones from like legendary artists. Yeah. Well, they get away with it. That was a, Te- a Tezuka. Yeah. Uh, story. So everybody knows who Tezuka is. Like, yeah. Come on, now. Astro Boy and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, but, um, they, they do that all the time. There's nothing new for Disney. Disney, Disney just takes properties that already exist and they just go ahead and just put their own stamp on it and just say, Hey, look, it's, it's Disney's Little Mermaid. Hey, look, it's Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Hey, look, it's Disney's Kimbo the White Lion. But, or, hey, it's Disney's Disney's Night of the Secret of White, of, of, (laughs) of, uh, Blue Water. We'll just take all the Bible stuff out. So, uh, so yeah, that, that that's Disney. Let's see what happens to them. So we'll we'll be back with more uh, Black Streak Entertainment podcast. Thanks for being with us. And like always, you can visit our site, blackstreakentertainment.com. Blackstreakentertainment.com. All right, we'll be back and we'll talk about some Black Streak stuff. Listeners. Black Streak Entertainment is developing Alien Up for Nintendo Switch and PC. And we're launching our Indiegogo campaign to fund the game on March 4th, 2024. Perks include having your name published in the game credits, getting your Alien Up fan art included in the game, and we're even offering a perk where we'll make you into a background character. Register now to reserve your spot and get 50% off your launch day perk. Go to blackstreakanime.com slash perk and sign up to get started. Let's fund Alien Up. Play the Alien Up pre-alpha demo on Steam. And we are back. So I want to talk about a uh, Blackstreak story that I've been working on 
past five, six years. Um, basically, it's a story that I came up with after taking a trip to South Africa. It inspired me to read about um, mythologies of different African regions and different tribes. So I put a story together called The Legend of Sakani. Um, basically, it's a story about a girl from uh, New Orleans. She's a little bit of a troublemaker. She finds out through a series of events that she is a descendant of a tribe from another world called Sakani, which is basically the world between the world of the living and the world of the dead, the spirit world. Sakanan literally means in between. It's a um, it's a uh, Yoruba word. How do you spell that? T S A K A N I N. You had me thinking for a moment. <laughs> T silent. So she finds out that she is a descendant of this tribe of immortals from another world, and not only is she a descendant of this tribe, but she's a descendant of the chief of this tribe who went missing decades ago during like World War II time frame. And this particular tribe is called the, uh, the Soldierjin Haske, means tribe of the sun or tribe of light. They have been involved in, in the storyline. They have been involved in every single significant event uh, that has happened in the history of black people of the African diaspora. Every single uh, revolutionary leader from um, Steve Biko to uh, Malcolm X to Martin Luther King Jr. have had a run-in with this tribe and have been trained up by this tribe in some way, shape, or form, but they're like a super secret society. So this is the tribe that this girl is uh, a descendant of so as as the um as the descendant of the chief she is entitled to be next in line of this throne the problem is she's immortal and the immortals don't accept her so she has to gain her acceptance through a series of trials she has to overcome so the problem is she's mortal or immortal she's mortal okay She's mortal, and the immortals who run the tribe, they don't want her there. They don't want a mortal to run things in the tribe of the soldiers in Haske. So she, in order to claim the, the, the seat of chief, she has to overcome a series of trials. And that's what the first arc of the story is about. She has to overcome these trials so she can gain the power of the chief. And the power of the chief is... Uh, is, is um, What's the word I'm looking for? Inherited? It's, it's encased in a mask that holds the power of her chief ancestor. So in order to gain this mask, she has to overcome trials to gain her right to become chief. Okay. Yeah. So what, what genre is this? It's a action-adventure fantasy story. Okay. You know, and really I wrote it because 
I want to inspire young black people and even adults to achieve their greatness because that's what the story is about a young black girl from America who comes from poverty being raised by her uh, by her um, by her stepsister not her stepsister but her adopted sister after her parents adopted parents pass away she comes to find her greatness through this adventure that she has you know along the way there are different references to um to um mythology from the akan tribe from the yoruba tribe um everything from from um the orisha like yamoja um akan tribe um uh gods like um Nayame. They're all involved in this story. And, you know, different stories that I've read from South African traditions and West African traditions, I've put different fantastical elements into the story to drive the storyline. So, it's a great story. Um, We have a few, we have an animation of, based off the story on circulating on our social media. Um... Yeah, looking for it on like TikTok and it's on TikTok, it's on Facebook, IG, too. yeah, Facebook. And I've I've been working on the story since like 2018. Um. So yeah, and the story can get done as long as we have time to do it, and we have we get time to do it once we get you know people supporting Black Streak Entertainment right monetarily, so we can actually you know because time is money. Right, and uh, and we and we make our money by doing jobs that aren't black streak related. So so in order to uh, get this thing actually going, like the actual uh, what what do you say, a graphic novel? I want to publish it as a series of graphic novels, all the story arcs, and I also I don't know if I want to do it as an produce it as an anime or produce it as a live action show or both, you know, or as a movie series. Um, I'm not quite sure yet, but it all starts with you. In order for us to have the money to finish this project, we need y'all to support us. Go to blackstreakanime.com. Buy some merch. Go to blackstreakentertainment.com slash plans, like I was saying earlier, to join our community where, among many other things, you can make anime along with us. Um, What else do we have going on? For uh, Legends of Kana? No, as far as um how they can support us, you know, with, with their dollars. Oh, yeah. The, you can go ahead and uh, go on Amazon.com. Oh, yeah. Dusty say, Dirty Days. Yeah, I don't have to say .com, but yeah. Yeah, get, you look for Dusty Dirty Days. Yeah, Justin's manga, Dusty Dirty Days, is on Amazon.com. Dusty Dirty Days. You purchase Dusty Dirty Days, and, you know, you get an actual physical book with it, and you get actual laughs with it, so it's a win-win. Um, that, that supports us. So that's another win. It's a win, win, win. Um, and then also you can go to our Patreon and support us that way. Right. Yeah. Black Streak Entertainment on Patreon. We have like over a hundred, over a hundred posts on their content. Yeah. 
manga. The name, the name thing being like the Fiji Random series is posted on there. Yeah, there's a few games too. A couple games that Justin made, mini games that you can play on there. Yeah, Patreon. Our Patreon is a lot of fun too. So yeah, there are many ways you can support us and and get our real content. Yep, and have fun with it. So, with that said, we are going to move on to our next segment after the break. Where we're going to talk about the Netflix Yu Hakusho. And we're back. We're uh, in our next segment here. We're going to talk about the Yu Yu Hakusho live action adaptation on Netflix that aired recently. Um, I was excited for this one. The moment they, they announced it, I was super excited for it because Yu Yu Hakusho is one of my favorite anime. It's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Probably wouldn't put it in my top, it wouldn't be in my top three, but definitely in my top ten. Yeah. You know, I've, I've watched it so many times over and over again. Yeah, if anybody remembers Yu Yu, Yu Hakusho, uh, like a lot of Americans, we first found out about it during the Toonami, uh, Toonami Adult Swim run that mm-hmm. came on on Cartoon Network. 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Can't believe it's been that long. The Spirit Detective himself. It was a, I think it was a Funimation uh, localized thing, mm-hmm. and it's an action show. It's like a shonen action show uh, about a, a kid who dies, and uh, he becomes a spirit detective and fights demons mm-hmm. with his uh, with his friends. Some being demons, some being human, mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. Just a, just a really cool action show mm-hmm. now the live action adaptation uh it was highly anticipated especially for me i didn't think they were going to make the deadline because they literally announced it i remember when they announced it they said it was coming out december of 2023 this was back in 2021 i thought they were just throwing the date out they didn't they didn't show the first preview for it until like a couple weeks before the release and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it actually is coming out December of 2023. Netflix didn't let us down. For some reason, they didn't advertise it very much. Maybe they're saving money, but um, it was rarely advertised. And that, that for me, that was a bad sign. I'm like, oh, this is going to be crap. But I was surprised. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I marathoned it. I just couldn't stop watching it because it was just so good. And it's only five episodes. That are, I like how, I I kind of like how things are when things are short mm-hmm. because it just I don't have time to watch all this stuff all the time so five episodes great loved it that's my that's my opinion on it uh, but uh, how do you like it I liked it a lot I thought it was very well done production value was high the actors were great like they got they got excellent actors they yeah. actually embodied the characters yeah you know they didn't try to change anything. With um, with 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 the the tone of the characters didn't change. Yeah, it felt like I was watching the anime just remade yeah. in live action, and and it it, it it seemed grounded. It didn't seem like you know, co- well, Yu Yu Hakusho is a pretty grounded anime to begin with. It's not like super corny like a lot of anime can be. Yeah, you know, it, it has a more Yu Yu Hakusho has always had a, a more grounded tone. It felt like it actually happened <laughs> yeah, in real life. Like that. Yeah, if that makes any sense. But uh, yeah, they 
they had that same tone with this show, and I I really appreciated that they didn't change the relationships between the characters or anything. They did what they could do in the short time and short budget they had. Yeah. They had to change the story beats a bit, uh, but that's not an issue as long as the characters are the same. Right. And that's why I liked it so much, because I liked the anime a lot. So, watching the live-action thing, I didn't want things to change so much that it's not even the same thing anymore. Because that's why I liked the... That's why I liked the first thing I saw. I saw the anime. I really liked it. Uh, and when you change the characters and stuff uh, to fit some kind of narrative that they want, that the director or the writer wants or, or something, then it becomes their thing. And it's not what people wanted to see. Yeah. People wanted to see Yu Yu Hakusho. They wanted to see that. They didn't want to see Joe Blow's Yu Yu Hakusho. You know, it's, it, it's, they like it for that reason. So, uh, it's like, um, for me, I didn't like the Cowboy Bebop uh, live action because they changed way too much. They did change a lot. Uh, if, if, if you keep the tone and the characters the same, they could change some things like they did with Yu Yu Hakusho. They could change some things, and that's fine, because why would I want to see the same thing reenacted again? Yeah. But uh, the problem with Cowboy Bebop was the person, whoever the showrunner was, they changed it way too much and completely changed the story. And it's like, this is not the story that I like. These aren't the characters that I like. So I didn't like it. I didn't. I never finished it, so I didn't get that far. But um, but Yu Okusho finished it, loved it. And I hope that they learn from this. I think they're learning from it. Um, yeah. Because... I didn't see One Piece, but people liked One Piece. Yeah, I, I couldn't make it through the first episode. I wasn't impressed. Oh, okay. But um, with Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah, you can really tell they they the showrunner and the director um, respected the source material. They didn't derive too far from it. Anything they just compressed a lot, and really, that's my only. Co- I, I just love this anime so much and like I love the story and the and the development of the character and Yusuke so much especially when it comes to um, when it comes to the Dark Tournament saga with Yusuke and uh, and Genkai and you see how Genkai helps Yusuke grow into a man into a more honorable person uh, they tried to depict that in this with what the time they had but you really don't see it like you do in the anime. They didn't have the time to. Develop. Yeah, it was a real time crunch. That was my only complaint, and like, cause that that was a that was a big piece of the whole. Like, if you watch all of the Yu Hawk show, that was a big piece of the story was the relationship between Genkai and Yusuke and Taguro. That was like the center of that whole anime, and they they kind of they really really rushed that. Like, Genkai was only in one episode, wasn't she? Uh, I think she was in. Yeah, mainly. Yeah, that was yeah. So that's in parts of a couple of episodes. That's my only complaint. It was just it was it was too rushed for me. I really wish they could have did like ten episodes, but I understand that there's budget and everything. I mean, they they more so produced this like a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah. So I uh, they they did what they could, and and know. also kudos to the person who was involved with the fight choreography too. Yeah, the fight scenes were amazing. Did very good with that. So the fight uh, scenes, the visuals were incredible. Yep, the script was great, and like I like how they 
how they kept like the scenery like it was it was like 90s Japan yeah. and what yeah, you realize really, like they didn't like just make an excuse like oh this takes place in current times yeah you really couldn't tell where it took place I mean a few things like you know the flat TVs yeah like, they didn't have like cell phones or anything yeah or yeah anything like that it still felt like they weren't using the internet or anything like that yeah <laughs> but, yeah so that was that was really cool um also uh yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say, but um, but yeah, we have a we have forums on our site blackstreakentertainment uh, dot com. So if you guys want to talk about your favorite, well, for me this is my favorite live action adaptation of an anime. But uh, if you guys want to talk about your favorite live a- action a- adaptations, just uh, do a forum post about it. Yeah. Um. There's there's plenty of other live action adaptations of anime we could talk about. We'll, we'll talk about them in other episodes. But uh, did you watch this? Did you watch this show dubbed or subbed? I watched it dubbed. Yeah, I watched it dubbed too. Uh, the the dubbing was good. I liked it. Yeah, the dubbing was great. I just uh, I just don't know where they're gonna go with it. Like. The second season is going to be completely different from the completely different from the show, because I I just they they mix stuff in from the third season too, like that whole the whole that the the hole to the spirit world that uh-huh. was opened up or the demon world that was from the third season. That's what uh Sensui was trying to do. Oh okay, I so see. I didn't know they were going to make another one. I thought they're just it was one and done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna do another one, but if they do, I don't. I don't know where they go with the sensory story. <laughs> but I, I, I hope they do because sensory was a really, really cool villain. Like he, he was a really cool villain, and that whole story was really cool. Um. Oh yeah, I liked. I liked how they had, uh, you know, Japanese actors. They didn't just throw a white guy in there. Yeah. They uh, no white actors. They did. They didn't do a Ghost in the Shell where they just <laughs> where, where they just put a white woman in there and, and just say it's okay because she's a she's a celebrity. We can't find any. We can't find any Asian celebrities that'll make people watch this movie. Well, I mean, it was Japanese produced. Yeah. So. And and uh, I like how they kept those uh, cheesy cosplay wigs in in the in the you know in the character designs. It's like, you know, they had the blue hair and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's what they look like. They don't have to, they don't have to make it realistic. This is fantasy. They could just, you know that this isn't real. So if if they just have like ridiculous hair colors like they do on the show, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's that, that's why, that's why I recognize and that's, that's what I want to be. So it, it shouldn't be afraid to do that. I'm glad they weren't afraid to do that. They didn't be like, oh, this is, uh. This is so and so. This is uh, what's her name? The the Grim Reaper lady, Botan. Yeah, this is Botan. Oh, she has black hair now. It's like you know, just just keep everything the same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I appreciate it. I loved it, and I gave it a, a two thumbs up when it was done. Yeah, me too. It was great. So Netflix, make more of that. Make more of that kind of thing. Absolutely. So with that. That concludes another exciting episode of Black Street Entertainment Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, time's up. That's all we got for you. So remember, I might say this 
I might say this wrong sometimes, but I'm gonna say it right today. Boku no kami ni sawaranai de kudasai. Good job.